the Word of God this weekend offers us an opportunity to reflect on a very real reality that was present before the days of Jesus and the days of the prophets, that was present during the days of Jesus as he spoke to the Pharisees, and is very much a part of every single one of our lives today. And that is the problem of complacency. Complacency as we deal, we work, and we, and we look at those people in our lives that have some very real need. It's so easy for us to get caught up in this, this, the, just the difficulties on what to do and, and in our caring for one another. And I reflect just, I'll, I, I don't have to go far in this reflection. I just look at my own self, my own, what happens to me in my approach to people who have need, a genuine need. I sit there and I think about the problems of, of hunger and poverty and homelessness. And, you know, and, and I look at that and I, you know, even in the times where I have tried to be helpful, I quickly understand, as do all of us, that this is a very large problem and I can't fix it. But in this problem is so huge and it's so and it's difficulty to fix that I find myself getting frustrated. And when I get frustrated long enough, I kind of want to give up. And when I give up, I start wanting to ignore. And that's the problem of today's gospel. Complacency. It's it's present in that in that in the words of the prophet in the first reading, and it's definitely the problem that we're zeroing in on in today's gospel is not the need of Lazarus in as much at the end of his life for the rich man to wake up to a need that he had during his lifetime, which was his own need to serve Lazarus. That's what's lacking. That's what he's, he's having to answer for in this particular gospel passage. His inability to take care of the one who had a need in his presence. His lack of doing nothing is the problem. And I can't, every time I hear these stories and I, this, this topic comes arise, I, I'm reminded of a, of, of a story in my life where I was visiting my, my friend, Father John Pietro Gasparini. We called him Father G. He lived in East Los Angeles, up in the hills of East LA. And he worked with the, with the hardened of hardened gang members, trying to give them an education to give them a, a way out of the life. And his house, and where the fathers of St. Joseph lived, it was in a very dangerous part of town. And so, one afternoon, I'm, I'm, I'm up there, and I, he and I, we used to do a lot of retreat work together. So I was there for some reason, helping him out, getting ready for some retreat that we were going to do. And he's off doing something, and I'm, I'm off in the kitchen, I hear a knock at the door. Boom, 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 boom. And so I look out, and I see there's a gentleman out there, and I'm like, okay. Well, Father G! There's a guy at the door. And he responds, he goes, it's Jesus. See what he wants. The Father G was messing with me all the time. So I'm like, okay, well this is, we are in East LA, it's a very his, large, largely Hispanic population. So, I mean, it, very, the guy's name could have been Jesus. But that was not what Father G was trying to get at. And so I open the door and I, I say hello and I'm like, can, can, can I help you? 
He says, yes, I would like some lunch. Father G, he wants lunch. Yes. Make him a sandwich. And I'm like, well, what kind of sandwich? He goes, ask him. And at this point, I'm just kind of locked up. I don't know what to do. I'm like, this is not a safe neighborhood. This not, I don't know what's going on. I'm just, I'm standing in the middle of the kitchen, frozen. I don't know what to do. And Father G just goes right by me. He opens the door, has some welcome comments to, to the gentleman asking me, he goes, he goes, what kind of sandwich would you like? And he goes, ham and cheese. Okay, ham and cheese. We got Doritos and we got potato chips. What kind of chips would you like? Potato chips. Okay, and what kind of juice? He gets in the juice. And he just, just ignoring me, he goes about making this guy a sandwich. And he gives him a sandwich, his chips and his juice. And he lets him take him. And he goes and he sits down on the porch and he goes and he eats a lunch. And Father G just turns around, closes the door, and walks by me. And he looks at me and he says, he goes, he comes here every day for lunch. And we fathers need him to serve more than he needs us. Turns around, he walks away. And I'm like, whoa. And I just, I just kind of paid attention. I'm still kind of frozen. And I watched the guy, and he, as he finishes his lunch, he, he grabs a, a broom that's outside, and he just kind of clears the walkway a little bit. And then he puts the broom, and he walks away. The fathers need him more than he needs us to give him lunch. This is such a huge teaching that I've had to grow and have to continue to wake up to in today's day and age because it's, you know, when I sit there and I think about the, the amount of needs, you know, the, the problem, the, the, the idea of, you know, how is, what is our approach supposed to be to these people with such great needs? And that's what I remember too, you know, being taught as a young priest, my first assignment at Our Lady of the Lake, you know, having this person come in and, and you know, we're calling St. Vincent de Paul and, and as we call St. Vincent de Paul, you know, I'm having this conversation with this, with this client and in this, in this conversation with this client, I'm trying to figure out what's true and what's false. I'm in full-blown investigation mode. And I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm feeling like we're getting played a little bit and then all of a sudden, the lady from St. Vincent de Paul walks in and I brief her on my investigation and I tell her, I, said, I don't know how much of this is true and how much is false and she looks at me and she smiles and she goes, oh father if we waste our time worried about what's true and what's false we will help nobody we just help and she goes off and she helps this client you know, but it's not just, one of the things I've learned over my years of priesthood, watching the St. Vincent de Paul Society do what they do, and I want to thank every parishioner who has been engaged in this intense ministry. Because St. Vincent de Paul does more work and feeds more people and takes care of the need more than any other organization. They are amazing at what they do. And they answer our calls every single day in the parish office. 
every single day. And they're awesome just because it's not just about scratching out a check. It's not just about taking care of a bill or anything else. They engage. They're brothers and sisters with need in a conversation. And they make themselves present to them. They let them know that they have value. And it's a huge gift in ministry. And I'm sitting there as I'm re reflecting and preparing for this homily today and being convicted myself. I'm thinking, you know, for the last three months, I hear Jackie and Nikki at the front desk, you know, and they're getting phone calls at the beginning of the month. And we're like not even maybe a week into every month. And we've, St. Vincent de Paul has already ran, run out of funding to help people with their energy bills or with their rent. And I've heard that for like three months and I have yet to even let any of us know that that need existed. Complacency. It doesn't raise to the level of my getting it on my to-do list. And I should be doing that. So like on today, this is our fifth Sunday, and every fifth Sunday we give our second collection of St. Vincent de Paul. I should be letting people know that we have some need out there, right? And I'm sitting there, and I'm, and I'm also thinking about how often when one of, one of those, our clients come into the front desk, I hear, you know, Jackie and Nikki dealing with them so lovingly and kind, and, and the St. Vincent de Paul, they're on their way. How often do I leave my office to go and make it, have an encounter? I have to get better at that. Right? Because it's just, it, it's just something that I need to do. And I've come to a realization, and this is something that I just kind of wanted to just lay out there, is that although we, were, we, we, we maintain, I as the pastor and we as a parish, we have a, we have a responsibility to take care of those in need within our parish boundaries, Catholic and non-Catholic. We have a need. We have a responsibility to take care of everyone. It's a responsibility that we probably won't be able to fix poverty. We probably won't be able to fix homelessness. But there's one thing that we can do, every single one of us, whether we, we remember it or not, every single one of us has the capacity to offer some relief for the moment. To have a kind word, to remind our brother and sister in need that they have value, to give them a little something towards their, towards their pain. Every single one of us has the capacity to offer relief. And to just grow in an understanding and a remembrance that just to remember, remember on this day where Jesus is talking to the Pharisees that you know, sometimes we hear the knock at the door and we're presented with somebody who has a true need. It might be Jesus himself. And to remember that.